Welcome to the Relationship Builder Podcast. I'm Dr. Kevin Skinner with my new co-host, Brett Williams, who is a psychotherapist who's been a therapist for many years. He's the author of You Can Be Right or You Can Be Married. Together, we're going to be talking about how to build your relationships. We will provide the tools and you will be doing the work in. We want to welcome Brett Williams. Hey, thank you, Dr. Skinner. I am so glad to be here. This is going to be fun. Hey, I'm excited. So I, I want to talk with our listeners. Uh, over the past few weeks, I've been talking about the pandemic and all the challenges that a lot of people are facing. But, you know, I've been focusing on being resilient and dealing with, you know, these stressors of life. But I want to get a little bit back to these relationships and some of the reasons that we're struggling. Tell us a little bit about your book, You Can Be Right or You Can Be Married. Well, I do have to admit that when I think about the title, it does make me chuckle, makes me smile, because it's true. It's true that couples need to make a choice. They can either fight about good guys and bad guys, who's right and who's wrong, or we can be married and focus on the real issues. See, what I mean by that is that out of 30 years, 30 years of doing couples counseling, there's only one fight out there. I only hear couples getting stuck on one issue, and that's this right fight. Yeah, it's it's true. We're fighting about money, and we're fighting about the kids, and we're fighting about parenting, or we're fighting about chores, or we're fighting about in-laws or the dozens of other things that we're fighting about. Those are all real issues. But instead of talking about what's wrong, those issues, couples unfortunately get stuck in talking about who's wrong. Who's wrong? Who's right? Who's got the right ideas about money? Who's got the right ideas or the wrong ideas about parenting? Who's got the right ideas about in-laws or sex or the myriad of other things we fight about? Instead of talking about what's wrong, the real issue, we get stuck on who's wrong. Who's right? Who's wrong? The the good guy, bad guy part of it. And that's just not going to work. So we, so we have to choose what we want to do, stay married, so focus on the marriage, or focus on the good guys and bad guys, because you can't do both. But you know what, that, Dr. Skinner, that's not even my favorite part of the book. My favorite part of the book is, is really the subtitle of the book, Love-Based Solutions for Couples. See, to me, that's what it really comes down to, love. When, when couples are connected and in love, communication comes so much easier. And when we're disconnected and we're feeling unloved, communication then gets easily pulled into the right fight, good guys and bad guys. And so the best part, my favorite part of the book, <laughs> if I can have a favorite part of my own book, is talking about love. Helping couples understand what is love? What is it? And how do you create it? How do you build it? How do you foster love in a relationship? How do you renew a couple's love in a relationship? And that's my favorite part. Mm. I like I like this idea of, of love because it's something that I think is so critical in our culture. Uh, in fact, as I close out my podcast, I often say love is a choice, make it every day. And I really think that ties into what you're talking about, this love-based approach to relationships. 
Yeah, yeah, and and that's what I I was hoping we could talk a little bit about as we started out today is just kind of talking about how to how do couples keep that connection? How do couples get that connection? How do couples stay connected? And and I and I liked what you were talking about the pandemic and the COVID stuff. You know, how do we do that even in this kind of crazy time? Because there's a lot more stress in our lives today and and unfortunately that stress comes out in our families in our relationships. Yeah, and unfortunately, so many couples are struggling to connect. They're struggling. You know, if you look at some of the research, we're finding a lot of couples, you know, the stress is higher, and it doesn't mean they're necessarily turning to each other for comfort because they've already been in some stress and they don't know how to solve problems. And so a lot of couples, they're wanting connection. I think there is a deep need for connection, and yet they don't, they're afraid to turn to their spouse or partner because they're afraid of being rejected. They're not going to be accepted. And so there's just really this um, energy of who do I turn to? What do I turn to? Yeah, and and again, for me, trying to be vulnerable, uh, I find myself just a lot snappier, just a lot quicker. At you know, my wife will ask me something, and I'll go, um, and I'm like not even meaning to, but just yeah, the stress inside of me just kind of leaks out, and um, and unfortunately, I think it leaks out at our, at the people we love the most. Um, mm-hmm. I, I would never probably snap at you, um, but, right, right. but that's the tendency for most of us is to, is to just kick the dog or, or snap at the wife or yell at the kids because um, that's kind of where our stress comes out. Absolutely. All right. So I, I want to talk about this question of, you know, why do you think so many couples are struggling to connect? What do you think is at the root of it? Um, I, I really think it is a, a watering problem. <laughs> A watering problem. I, I think a, a watering problem, right? Right. Yeah. Tell me more. I think of marriage relationships in general, all relationships, actually, all relationships, is like a living organism. And, and like a plant, uh, you know, I have a, a plant in my office I always point to. Um, just like a plant, it needs to get watered pretty regularly, if not every day, pretty regularly. And if it doesn't get constant water, it will wither and die. And that's what I see in, in marriages over and over and over again, is that the marriages just kind of wither away because we stop feeding them love. We stop, we stop nurturing each other. And, and, and then we see this slow dry up, and then we see this transformation where these two people who just loved each other so madly, they couldn't be away from each other. They had to get married to people who are like, they hate each other. It's like, oh, I don't want to be around you. You know, that mm. transformation happens as the marriage dries out, as the yeah. love dries out. Yeah. So so then talk with me a little bit about this. So what do I do about it? This, you know, you talk about watering it. Let's talk about ways that we can water this relationship plant. Yeah, I, I think that's, it comes right down to the core issue is um, understanding what love is. Because if love is the water that feeds our relationships with our children, with our spouses, with our friends, if love is the, the, the fuel that feeds us, then we better understand what love is. And that's one of the big problems that I've always seen in therapy and, and just in psychology in general. There's not a really good definition of what love is. And so that's where I see it really starting to break down there. Yeah, I'm going to ask you that right now. <laughs> What do you think? What do you think love is? 
Yeah, I like Barbara Fredrickson's definition. Is it you know, love is love is a it's not it's a verb. It's an action. It's what we are doing. It's how we interact with each other. It's a creation. And, and so, what is that creation I'm looking for? It, it's a deeper bond. It's 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 the it's the wink. It's the smile. It's the hand holding. Love love in that situation then is a creation of every day. I'm choosing to get up, and my energy towards you is is optimistic, positive, hopeful. I believe in you. I, I'm I'm showing commitment to you by thinking about you, even when we're not together, in a way that that's you know that has the best image of you it, it, that I can possibly get. Even if I'm frustrated, I realize that you too are my. You're the one I've chosen to be with, and so love then in that context is a consistent creation, where I'm building, lifting, and helping you. And just supporting you as a human being. Oh, that's awesome! I, yeah, I love Barbara Fredrickson. She has the the book uh, Love 2.0. Mm. If uh, if you guys haven't read it out there, read it. It's a good one, really good one. Uh, that's a great definition. I like that. I also think of, and I think most people think of Gary Chapman in his work with the five love languages, and we mm -hmm. think about you know these different ways that um, we can feed each other through these different languages. Maybe it's because my brain is so simple, but I, I, I find myself needing to simplify it even more. And so um, a great example I often use with parents, particularly because parents get this, um, is imagine for a minute that your kids are in the other room and they're fine. They're, they're playing, they're watching TV, they're doing whatever they're doing, and they're great. And then all of a sudden, the stinking phone rings. And you get on the phone or somebody comes knocking at the door and, and you start talking with somebody. What, what inevitably happens for all of us is that the kids start coming out of the woodworks. I mean, all of them, they're either fighting or they're wanting a drink of water or, you know, whatever they're, they're wanting. All of a sudden, they need us. And I think to myself, why? Two seconds ago, they were fine. They were totally content, but something changed. And what changed was I started giving attention to somebody else. Mm. And the minute I started giving attention to somebody else, they started losing it. I, I, I can even see that same phenomena with my dog. Uh, um, we live out kind of out in a country area and um, we have three outside cats to keep the mice down, the mice and the voles. And um, to keep them from going feral, uh, often we go out and we pet the cats. You know what my dog does when I go out and I pet the cats? I'm going to say it's jealous. Exactly. Same thing as the kids. You know, he, he wants my attention, play ball, you know, all of a sudden starts barking. Um, dogs know it. Children know it. People know it. Love is attention. Love and attention are exactly the same thing. They're, mm. they're inseparable to the point you can't, you, it's physically impossible to show love without attention. Physically impossible. You, it's, you cannot do it. You're going to give, if you're going to give attention if you love somebody. Yeah. Yeah. But if I was like, for example, if I'm on my phone and I'm sitting here reading through a text and I'm telling my spouse, Oh, thank you for dinner. Dinner was so, dinner was so, uh, yeah, dinner was so awesome. Thanks so much. Great. 
and I'm distracted and I'm watching TV or I'm watching my phone or doing something else, there's no way my wife is going to feel loved. Yeah, so mm-hmm. your core principle there is if we're going to water this, we're going to give attention exactly. to it. We're going to give, right. uh, and again, attention then can be multiple things. It doesn't have exactly. to be one thing. But it's, it's, then the real question is, is if we're not giving attention to it, maybe there's an underlying question, why aren't we giving attention to it? Yeah. I, I, I often talk about what I call the funnel of love. You know how we think of the tunnel of love? Well, this is the funnel of love. So, so picture a big funnel, and at the top it's just giant opening. And, and that's the way we are when we're dating. When we're dating, we are just giving each other attention all the time. I remember... Mm-hmm. Being up at three in the morning, just sitting on the phone, not even saying anything, just kind of laying there in bed, you know, just with my my partner on the uh, my or my girlfriend at the time on the line. Um, we were just giving attention to each other all the time, even when we weren't together. We were thinking about each other, mm-hmm. and and that huge amount of attention that we were giving to each other was creating this massive love to the point where. I, I couldn't even imagine not being around this person. I, I want to marry this person. I, I want this person to be a part of my life because they just fill me up so much. The love is so intense when we're dating because the attention is so intense when we're dating. Right. And then right. we see the funnel start to go down. We get married. We get a house. We have kids. we got a career. we got life. And, and the tension just dribbles down into this really small opening to now we're giving each other attention, maybe in just really small ways. And as Gary Chapman talks about in the five love languages, we're probably giving attention in a love language that makes sense to us because it's our love language, but probably doesn't make sense to them. And and so it really feels like to our partner that we're not giving attention at all. Mm. Um, And then of course that's, that's another right fight right there because our spouse will say, you don't love me. And I'll say, yes, I do. I mow the lawn. Well, that's not my partner's love language. That's my love language. But, you know, I'm mowing the lawn, so I love you. There. And you should know it by now. <laughs> yeah, you should know that. <laughs> Absolutely. So so I, then I want to ask one more question before we close today, and we'll, we'll come back uh, talking more about this in the future. But what happens when I don't want to love? Right, that that context of what happens when I'm, I'm so frustrated. I don't want to give this attention to you because you've hurt me. Right, I, I'm in pain, and and I want you to give attention to me first because I'm hurting. I'm wounded. What what are your thoughts on that? So what do I do when I've been hurt, wounded by you? I'm not going to give you attention. That that that's just you know validating you in a way that uh, says that how you've hurt me doesn't matter. Yeah, I, I personally I would back that thought up a couple more steps. Um, I really feel like the law of love governs everything. And the law of love is this. Well, the first part is love God. Duh. But the second part of the law of love is to love your neighbor as yourself. And, and this is a real key I see in relationships is that we have to spend time bringing attention to ourselves at an equal amount to the attention we bring to others. We got to be in balance. We can't um, just love, 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 love others without loving ourselves. So if I'm wounded and I'm hurt or I'm sad or where I am, it is totally okay for me to give attention to myself, to do it 
in the way you were describing as kind of a sulky pout, eh, I'm not sure that's useful. But but definitely, if you're hurt, go journal. Definitely, if you're hurt, go talk to a friend. Definitely, if you're hurt, nurture that wound. Give give that wound some attention, love. Give that wound some love so it heals. But don't withdraw because you're punishing or you're punitive or you're 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 spiteful or you're angry because I think that's going to destroy everything. Um, but for sure, I totally support people loving themselves as they love their neighbor. That is the formula for successful relationships everywhere. But I go back to that. Okay, so but what if what if my spouse just doesn't give me attention? My spouse is uh, mm-hmm. just you know they're just not attending to me. They don't care about me. Uh, you know they're not they're not they're just not there for me right now. And I'm just getting this resentment built up because I'm not getting the attention I want. And it's not just been days or weeks or maybe it's been months. Where where it's like Years, yeah. we're married and we're more like roommates than we are like we were in the beginning when we just couldn't get enough of each other. Yeah, absolutely. And it happens, right? Gosh, we see that all the time. Um, I, again, I think it comes back always back to the law of love, as everything does. Um, at that point, I need to love myself. And one of the ways I need to love myself is ask for my needs and wants. Hey, I need your attention. I need to go on a date with you. I need to spend time with you, and I need you to give me your full attention. I need you to leave the phone at home. I need you to, you know, be totally with me because I miss you. Mm. I, I want to connect with you. Now, now that so, last part, that mm-hmm. I want to connect with you, right? Exactly. I want to do that. Now, now there, there's a part, I, if I could just interrupt there real quick. Yeah. I think it's really critical. That's a very vulnerable thing to go to your mm-hmm. partner and say, I want this attention, uh, but what if I get rejected? What if I've done that in the past? Uh, what if I've tried to approach you and it's like, eh, I'm, I'm in, in silently you say, oh, sh-, or you say, sure, I can do that. But in the end of the day, you're still not doing it. I, I, then I'm getting more resentment because I, I asked you and you didn't, you didn't do it. Yeah. To me, that's definitely information. Um, if, if I repeatedly come to a partner and my partner repeatedly refuses to give attention, um, that's huge information. And, and it's maybe a sign that the relationship's not going to work. Um, I hope that's not the case. Definitely, I never like divorce. But what I usually find more often is that, yes, people have these kind of resentments. But if you really go back and ask them, have you asked? Have you, have mm. you created a date night? Have you created a circumstance? Have you set up a situation where you guys can go out and be together? Um, Usually the answer is no, because people feel bad about loving themselves. People feel bad about asking for their needs and wants or feel, like you said, vulnerable about asking for their needs and wants. And so they most of the time they don't do it or mm. or they do it in a way that's sabotaging. Like, why don't you ever take me on a date? You know, instead of th- that doesn't sound very attractive. That doesn't sound like somebody I want to go on a date with. But. But that's the frustration. That's the resentment coming out. And, and that's where I would say, hey, love yourself. Get, get that resentment down so you can be in a good space. And then come to your spouse and, and ask, ask for your needs. Hey, I miss you. I want to go on a date with you. And, of course, if they say no, that's information. That's, that's really informa- good information. Um, maybe it won't work. But, but my part is my part. i got to do my part. You my know, and part is to ask for my needs. And there's a hard there's a hard conversation there, right? 
Yeah. And, and that and that's really one of the core things of building successful relationships. We've got to have hard conversations. It means we can't, you know, just step down and say and wait for them to come. At the end of the day, it's I'm trying the best I can to connect and it seems like we are not on the same page. What's happening or what has happened between us to prevent us from connecting? Now, sometimes it's, you know, it's not even possible to have this conversation because of the neglect, abandonment, maybe some abuse, maybe addiction that is, has come into this relationship where it's like, I'm not going to have that conversation yeah. until we can maybe have established some clear boundaries of what are we doing in this marriage anyway? Go ahead. Let's not have that conversation until you've spent some time healing a little bit from that because that's, that's super painful. You're in a really dark place. If, if you've been through that kind of neglect, that kind of a, even abuse, um, you need to spend some time healing because you're bleeding all over the place. And, and until you can stop your own bleeding and get yourself into a good place, it, it, it's not going to come out well. If you go to your spouse and say, hey, let's spend time because you're bleeding all over the place, um, it, it's probably going to create more conflict. Mm. So spending time loving yourself, taking care of yourself, healing that wound, getting some counseling, uh, helping yourself find yourself in a good place, and then asking for your needs and wants. You know, and, and some people might go back and say, well, I, that's what I, you know, in my marriage, I was hoping that I would get that. And now I'm just mm-hmm. reinforcing the pain that, that is, you know, may come from earlier life experiences or whatever. So, so you know, there's multiple wounds here that you're, you're talking about here. And, and it's, you know, what do we do about that? You know, how do we how do we work through that? And obviously, you know, we're going to have a lot of these podcasts to talk about some of this stuff. But but I think there's a really critical point here. You know, we have to learn to have hard conversations. Yep. We have to look at what love is and what love is not. Love is attention, as you say. It's a creation, as Barbara Fredericks, Barbara Fredrickson would say. It's what we're doing one with another. So, Brett, any final comments today? We'll come back next time. We're going to continue talking about how to build your relationship and how to work through some difficult situations. And if you have questions, you can email us at relationshipbuilderpodcast at gmail.com, and we'll answer your questions. So relationshipbuilderpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, if you've got questions, we will answer your questions. Brett, final comments today. My final comment is a homework assignment. I want all you guys out there to do an inventory, quick, quick inventory. How much time are you spending? How much attention are you spending loving yourself? How much time and attention are you spending loving others? I want to see you to see if there's a balance or if you're out of balance. Awesome. 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 My final thoughts are today, as I always say, love is a choice and we Mm -hmm. can make it every day. And if we are not making it, then we have to figure out what is at the root, what's preventing us from being that loving person. All right, uh, final thoughts. Thank you very much. If Brett Williams, my new co-host, the Relationship Builder Podcast. This has been Dr. Kevin Skinner, Brett Williams. Remember, love is a choice. Make it every day.